And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 157, uh, coming at you this Saturday morning, uh, season two, episode 25. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since we still invite people to call in and they checking out as usual, uh, those numbers for you to dial are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so what is going on with you this week, MC? Oh, not a lot. I haven't been in an inter- internet fight in, in a while, so I need some some fresh ammo. Some Wait. some some cotty blood to, to go after. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really have much going on. So. Well, we can talk about it. We can talk about it briefly because you showed me the video uh, in the in, as we we're leading up to the show about you know uh, David Hogg, that little commie little bastard. Uh, and his his gun grab video, uh, profanity laden. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't as it wasn't as profane as the headline suggested. Um, but I you 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 showed it to me during the pre show, and the you know, I I always feel like based on our last show where I take like the label ANCAP and voluntarist and all this other things that those that those labels tend to be right leaning. Um, as far as like the, the economic spectrum is concerned, right? Like I, I, I never label myself a left, uh, anarchist or any, any of that. Um, mostly because I see those positions as like anarchy plus positions and the right side seems to be more like, you know, in my opinion, thick, was it thick anarchy? Just pure, pure anarchism, um, stems from the right. Like leave, leave me alone. I leave you alone. Anything beyond that, you can do, do your own. Um, and so, but, but with the rise and maybe fall and then re-rise, uh, of the alt-right, I think it's important to distinguish, you know, like right-leaning, uh, anarchism and the, the, uh, alt-right movement where some older alt-right anar- or, or some older right-leaning anarchists have like landed, Right. Like it, it's, it seems to be like, oh yeah, all the, all the people that you thought were anarchists, um, you know, on the, the, you know, right leaning anarchists just kind of like jump ship to like the alt-right movement, you know, and I, I don't, I don't really want to go there. So I don't want to, I don't want to get wrapped up into that. And watching that David Hogg video, um, one of the comments that I made during the pre-show was that the biggest difference between me and the alt-right people is that I would never advocate uh, any harm come directly to David Hogg based on his viewpoints and positions. However, I also don't care if anything bad happens to David Hogg based on uh, his viewpoints and positions, right? So like the alt-right, you know, would, would chuck all commies from helicopters and like be damned, right? And I would never say like, well, he needs to be chucked from a helicopter. Um, however, if he were to be chucked from a helicopter, uh, I, I, I would not lose much sleep over it, right? And uh, and the reason I gave you during the pre-show, MC, was was basically that um, I'm okay being left alone, and I'm okay leaving other people alone, right? So if he wants to go like build like a little commune, um, you know, wherever he's at, and and you know live the commie lifestyle where you know he you know doesn't do much work and gets all the benefits and all that other fun stuff um, that commies do, like 
by all means, dude, have at it. Um, but when they start to, to advocate that, you know, uh, the, the state use its force, um, to take away my rights and my liberties, well, then I lose all sympathy, right? Like, you know, I, 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 benefit of the doubt was given, right? You know, the, the shooting was a big deal again, you know, and like, you know, I'm, I'm sympathetic to survivors, right? Like, oh man, good, good job. You survived. That's going to like be PTSD for a lifetime, man. You're stuck in the school, you know, they don't let you do anything, but rather than come out and have a, have a conversation about, you know, why you're being forced to be there anyway, right? You come out and advocate that, you know, rights and liberties be taken away from peaceful people, otherwise peaceful people. Um, and I go, well, I, you just, you just, you lost my sympathy. You lost my empathy. Like I know, I no longer care if anything bad happens to you. Um, and, and maybe the shooter got the wrong guys, right? Like, you know, that, that was my general position. Um, but I, but I would not advocate, right. That he, that he be shot in a school or be chucked from a helicopter, um, as the alt-right people would, right. As a little, little commie, little shit, little bastard. Um, but I just don't care if that does happen. Like, you know, uh, uh, a, a commie that advocates, you know, for, for my liberties and my rights to be stolen, you know, forfeits, you know, his on his own, right? Like, I don't, I don't care at that point, right? Kind of like, I used to say the same thing about like public school teachers in general, right? Like, I really don't care if they get hit by a bus, you know, like they're, they're, they're in, they're in that system. They're in the system that steals from me and, and takes away my rights and liberties, um, and, and when you play that game, you lose all sympathies for me. So if you're a state worker, you know, I just, I really don't care what happens to you. I don't, I just, I can't, I can't find it in my human heart, you know, to be compassionate about you, uh, in any of those situations where something bad happens, um, because you've already, you, you're already advocating bad stuff happened to me. And then we just go back and forth. Your thoughts, MC? Oh, uh, wow. I think you covered everything. Okay. <laughs> but uh yeah that that uh David Hogg video was I, I I think he's too stupid to realize wait when he says oh he's just making it political and then he turns around and says well all you know all these politicians are going to get voted out in the future so yeah you know is is political is is just political a good thing or is just political a bad thing um and I, and I always say, you know, it's, it's all bad. Um, uh, politics is bad. Um, and, and even though we have, you know, a bill of rights, um, <laughs> uh, that, you know, that there's supposed to be things that are off limits. Like you can't vote on them. You can't change them because that's, it's in the bill of rights. You know, they, they'd have to actually have an amendment. You know, maybe they will make an amendment in the future, but you know that, that an amendment is harder to do than uh, just passing some random law. So, um, you know, um, so that's you that's would all, you would think you would think, but there's there's enough laws on the books that are unconstitutional and have no basis in the Constitution, right. but are on the books anyway that should have required an amendment but didn't, right? Right. So he he may be this is the thing right he may be right um, that going into the future you know they're they're um, politicizing young voters right who who may come up and vote 
Um, but what I'd rather see is an interview with David Hogg where he talks, where he's not talking, it's not like a circle jerk, right? He's not talking to some right. leftist magazine and someone will pose some some real questions to him, some real philosophical, you know, grounded, moral, ethical questions to him and and see what he like, comes up like with some opposition. Like a simple one. How, how are you going to take the guns away? <laughs> yeah. Besides besides the law, <laughs> you know? Like let's see, let's see him go on like Stossel, right? And you know he's close, he's close enough to a libertarian, you know, where he, he could he could he could challenge uh, David Hogg more thoroughly than any of these like you know wannabe journalists out there. Yeah, I seen I seen a Facebook <laughs> I seen a Facebook post. Right, and it was like some anti-gun person. This is like, if I see a guy open carrying, I'm gonna pepper spray him right in the face, and then take his gun away and hold him there until the police arrive. And then the the comment following it was, so you admit that uh, a gun is a useful tool to holding someone there until the police arrive. <laughs> it's like it goes right over their heads. <laughs> and right, d- despite his his also movement, you know towards the alt-right or whatever whatever label he's using now right this this would have been right an excellent stefan molyneux video from back in the day right you're not actually anti-gun you're anti-certain people with guns because the only way to take away peaceful guns is to use violent guns to do it right you use the guns of the state to take away the guns of the people and then only the state has guns and historically that never ends well for the people yeah, it's really, really bad in Venezuela right now. They they took all their guns away, but there, there's certain people, you know, uh, operating through the corrupt government. They actually have basically gangs sponsored by corrupt parts of the government that that go out and uh, murder, steal, rape, all that stuff, uh, terrorize the population, basically. Yeah, and and so and that's so that's one more excuse for having the government is that there's these these violent gangs and you need protection. Of course, the the government, you know, the the military isn't protecting anybody down there except for themselves. Um, the capital. And, and they, so the military has guns, the gangs have guns, and the people have nothing. You know, and you know they don't even have food at this point. So. Yeah, they're just victims lining up, you know, lining up to be slaughtered, right? Like they're 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 forced to be pacifists because they have you know no no means to defend themselves and no energy to do it, even if they did. And if they had the guns, the likelihood is at this point, right? It becomes you know unfortunately a survival of the fittest, right? And they would likely use those guns to steal food to survive, right? NAP violations left and right to survive. <laughs> can't have that <clears throat> all right I th- and one one final thing with the whole with the whole gun politicization aspect of it like i think i think i've said this before if not on the show it should be on the show um i'm not i'm not anti-gun i'm not pro-gun right i'm not like i don't think your gun should be taken away um and yet i don't i don't own any firearms myself i own a lot of other you know defensive weaponry but no firearms and i think i've covered that part in the past so to me it's not like i'm not a pro-gun like zealot 
Like, everyone needs to arm themselves and get down and, like, learn how to shoot and get on your local militia. Right? I'm not, I'm not that guy either. But just like anything else that you want to own, um, I believe you should be able to own it. Right? And, and what, I, what I've said before, you know, with, with rights in general is, you know, and property in general, is it's either an agreement uh, between you and your neighbors that they allow you to own it. Or it comes down to your ability to defend yourself against their encroachment. So for the anti-gun people who say, you know, well, the pro-gun people just want their guns to shoot the government. And you're not going to be able to shoot the government because they're just going to drone you. Right? Well, so be it. Right? That that should not bear into play. Right? If that if that's the case, right? Num- if that's the case, number one, why do you want a government that has the ability and would do that? Um, you know, to, to members of their populace, right? Why do you support that government? Number one. Um, and number two, doesn't that just, doesn't that just prove the point that you have to be able to defend it, to defend yourself against encroachment? If they're going to come after your guns, right, then by all means, you should be able like, why would you give them up? Right. You, if you want to own it, you're going to have to fight back, um, in one way or the other. And it's, and again, just like, just like our, you know, Occupy Ghost Town, it's not like they're going to come right away. It's not like their first strike is going to be a drone, drone strike. The first strike is going to be someone knocking at your door, you know, with a clipboard saying, oh, we've noticed that you've got a registered firearm in the house and we'd like to collect that from you, right? And then those people that voluntarily give it just get moved on, right? And those that don't voluntarily give it get a second knock at the door with other armed people, you know, to, to forcefully take it. And I think that's the level, right, that the, the, the pushback starts, right? The, you fire upon those people uh, when they try to take your guns. Um, and, then if they, and then if they drone strike you after that, well, then, you know, congratulations. You know, you, you've, you've lived a long and good life, my man. Um, does it, there, was it the uh, Revolutionary War quote? I forget who said it, you know, "'Tis better to die on my feet than to live on my knees." You know, find your hill to die on and, and die there and, and don't worry, you know, don't worry about like the doom, the doomsday that's coming after you, um, you know, just just hold your ground as long as you can, um, because sometimes doing what's right isn't easy or profitable for that matter. It'd be nice when it is right. If, if you can do the right thing and be rich, more power to you. But they off, they oftentimes don't go hand in hand. Hmm. MC, and and sometimes they do. Some sometimes when you when you try to fight the Federal Reserve system, you become super rich. <laughs> yes, right. That 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 is amazing, and yet an anomaly. Right, right. Like w- one guy, one guy, or one group of guys, right, develop the technology that has the potential to take down the entire banking system. And I wouldn't say take it down, but but at least compete with it. You know, like I, I, I like I used to say, oh, we need to audit the Fed and we need to uh, end the Fed, know, ex- expose it and and all that stuff. But you know, all the information is there. Everybody knows it's corrupt. Everybody knows it hasn't been audited, and and probably for good reason because you know because it's a sham. But, yeah. Um. um the the old saying used to be, even 
a, there was a quote by one of the bankers that, you know, if, if the population knew what we were doing that, you know, it would end really quick. Yeah. But, you know, they would, they would burn it down. Um, no, the, the population really doesn't, doesn't really care, you know, um, as, as long as they have, uh, uh basic functions in, in their life, um, <clears throat> they're, they're not likely to care. Yeah. Um, and, and to prove that, um, all there's tons of things if you know if you're paying attention to uh, any one day in politics or or any one day in in the wars that we have overseas you know it's it's all all this uh stuff is is really wrong and uh people should be standing up against it but but people just don't care so it's the bread and circuses over being free yeah, yeah, everybody's got bread here and you know and then some. Yeah. So so yeah, no nobody's going to shut down the 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 Federal Reserve system. Um and and I don't really care anymore. That that's not a big deal. Um I I think competition is a much better marketplace than than force anyway. So Yeah. Uh, However, prior to Bitcoin, right, that was an acceptable position to have. Right. And even oh, that, yeah. even the Fed people backed up a little bit. Right. Because at first it was end the Fed. And then I'm like, well, we're not, that's not going to happen. Then it was audit the Fed. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen. And then it was compete with the Fed, you know. And then finally Bitcoin came along and was like a legitimate competition to compete with the Fed. Right. Because, you know, I, this is definitely something we've talked about on older shows. Right. I, I hold, um, Liberty dollar silver tokens, right? Like I, I would, and I, and I think, no, do I own, I'm not sure. I, I do own other silver pieces, right? And at one point in time, um, that was, that was like the thing to do. Well, how do you, how do you compete with the federal reserve and how do you compete with state run, uh, you know, state run, um, monetary systems? Well, you create an alternative, right? And the Liberty, the Liberty dollar was like the alternative, Right. And and, you know, may, maybe some shady marketing practices, you know, uh, professed uh, by the founder. Maybe, maybe not. Depends on your viewpoint. Um, but using using Liberty dollars and silver rounds and silver tokens and whatever, because you can't call them coins, you know, using those things in, in voluntary trades with people who are willing to accept them right, was a thing to do. Right. And and just just like people go around or, you know, people have gone around and, you know, when you go to your favorite store, you go, like, excuse me, sir, do you take Bitcoin? Oh, what's Bitcoin? Well, let me tell you all about it. Maybe you want to get into this. Right. There were people going around with silver tokens going like, you know, handing them to people and go like, will you take this for my for my for my, you know, product and services that I'm buying and building that network of of you know buyers and sellers and traders um for silver and gold pieces gold pieces if it was you know if the if the transaction was big enough silver for you know your average everyday stuff um so it's it's this it's the same it's the same philosophy just a different mechanism for going about doing it um and the different the biggest difference between bitcoin and the silver movement is you know at one point in time the the government stepped in and took all the silver Right, they just went, oh, it's ours now. Yeah. And like and there it went, right? Like they, they stepped in and collapsed like the entire movement 
Um, and then s some, you know, secondary movements popped up, but it wasn't as big as the first and it never really, you know, it, it was the, uh, American open currency standard. You know, I, I think I have a few of their rounds, maybe, um, I don't, I, I would have to look, you know, and I bought some others, you know, some other from, from some other mints, um, you know, through, throughout my collecting career. Uh, but Bitcoin is just a lot harder to do. It's a lot harder to, to confiscate, um, your Bitcoin and it's more, it's more complex and more sophisticated, right? There's, there's no central warehouse storing it all. Um, but if you leave your laptop open in a public library, um, you know, who knows if a federal agent's going to sneak up behind you and steal that before you can, you know, before you can <laughs> Right. And then sell your Bitcoin on the open market and then, you know, profit that way. Uh, I, I, I take, I, I take a shot and I kid, but it, what happened to, you know, uh, Ross Albrecht and, and Dread Pirate Roberts is tragic as far as, you know, his, his role in the movement is concerned, right? Because right. Because, you know, what he did was basically say, like, you know, we, we've, we've got this new currency and we've got the technology now where we can make the, the buying and selling of otherwise, you know, sketchy things that have to be done in back alleys on the street um, open on the Internet with, you know, some sort of reputation basis. Um, so, you know, you're buying from legitimate sellers and vice versa and you're selling to legitimate buyers. Right. It, it, it made what used to be dangerous safe and safer. Uh, for for those who you know did not want to or, or was tired of, of risking taking too many risks um, to get the products and services that they want and that's all it was right it was it was just a a, a, a trading mechanism between buyers and sellers and he got scapegoated right he made an example out of um, for 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 creating the world uh, in which those people exist um, and even the bad stuff, right. That they claimed he did, he was never tried for. They just used it to smear him in, 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 in court for, you know, running the website. So it's, it was, it's terribly tragic. So I, although I kid, um, don't think that I'm making light of that situation at all, but the Bitcoin itself, right. The technology and with all the, the, the rise of all the other cryptos and fall and rise and fall and rise again, um, is going to make it prohibitively difficult, uh, to confiscate it all. Right. It's like, it's, it's, it, it's, I want to say damn near impossible. Um, despite what the governments around the, uh, around the country and around the world are trying to do right. Every time, every time, you know, um, like a, a, a new Asian country, like bans Bitcoin, right. Everyone gets up in arms and the price falls and crashes. Like, Oh my God, we're not going to be able to trade in China or Japan or Taiwan or whatever. Right. And go well. It, it, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to exist anyway, right? They, you can ban it all you want, but there's there will always be ways around it, and there will always be people trading it at this point. And so stop, you know, stop worrying, stop worrying about what the governments are going to do about it, because in the long run they can't do much or anything to 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 stop you know the momentum that it currently has. And you know more about this, MC. So your thoughts on you know on government's abilities to to take down crypto? Uh, I don't know. I hope they don't. That's all I'm gonna say about that. It could still happen. Um, yeah, that would be really sad to me. But um, the the main reason is just uh, the the idea of uh, uh, worldwide currency 
instead of you know uh, oppose, opposing the U.S. dollar. Um, that is uh, that is really important to me. Um, a future that works around the the trade wars uh, operates, you know, just uh, despite whatever laws are passed. Um, you know, the trade trade is probably the most important thing to uh, getting people out of poverty. And I, I like the word that, that Jordan Peterson used, and that was uh, re- reducing unnecessary suffering as a good ideal to start with. Like if you, if you, if you're just living your life and you didn't know what to do and you wanted more meaning in your life, then that would be a good one. And, <laughs> and I think uh world trade is definitely, <laughs> I mean, you know, even, uh, cell phones, uh, and ele- electricity. Uh, of course, yeah. you need electricity for cell phones too. But you know, once you get cell phones, your your chances of not being in extreme poverty uh, in- increase dramatically. So, yeah, and that that was a, another point. Like when Bitcoin was uh, a lot newer than it is now, um, I had a conversation with friends. Like, well, what what are you going to do if they like if the power goes out? Right. Like if they if they crash the power grids, and my response to them then was like, well, what are you going to do? Right. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't think your banks run on power in the power grids, you know, like, you know, you, you'll have I don't think anyone has a significant. Well, yeah, I don't think I don't think very many people have a significant holding of physical cash. Right. Available right. And- to them. And and most people shouldn't and and don't. There's no there's no reason for it. And the whole thing, th- there's a lot of comparisons that people use for Bitcoin. And um, c- cash isn't to me isn't isn't the right one. I think Bitcoin as a as a banking system is is more realistic and uh, an online exchange method as, as another. Um, yeah. You know, as opposed to using credit cards and and other things like that, um, which so is more if, closely if you, related. Yeah, so if you look at it as as a as a a banking system, then it, it makes a lot more sense. And I, I don't recommend people uh, buy McDonald's with their Bitcoin. That's kind of a a waste of time, in my opinion. I think it's easier to use uh, U.S. dollars, and so I would do that. Um, I'm just not going to hold a lot of U.S. dollars because that's that's kind of yeah defeats the whole purpose of trying to avoid in, uh, inflation <laughs> if you're holding them. And and I would say that that's that is an evolution of the technology because at one point that was the goal. Right? You 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 walk into Starbucks and you buy a cup of coffee in Bitcoin and the transaction cost is less than the sales tax and so you win. Right? And it, and it has become it has become prohibitively expensive to trade small volumes of Bitcoin. But at the time, right, it was it was the new currency that you just trade for products and services, right? It was, you know, it, it, it could have been what Bitcoin Cash is today, right? The, 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 the small denominational tradable amounts, right? And so when I say, you know, when his question was like, what happens when the power goes out? You know, he was saying that, you know, the, the dollar is still king, right? Because when the power goes out, you, you still have physical dollars that you can trade for goods and services, and my, you know, my point at the time was like, well, you don't because most people, most people I know, right, swipe a credit card or run a debit card, 
And, you know, if you're not going to be able to, like, get your dollars out of the bank uh, if the power's out because the bank's not going to give them to you. Right. It, you know, so it turned into, you know, one of those things where it's just, you know, your worst case scenario is a bad case for everybody. Right. And then, you know, you have the, the handful of people that, you know, hoard dollars and, and gold coins and silver coins and all those that, that might be able to get, you know, a pig from the farmer, you know, you know, in, in the Armageddon type situation. Um, but most people, if the power goes out, you don't you you can't buy or sell anything anyway. It just doesn't happen. And, um, you know, you're suggesting, MC, that it's more of a banking system. I'd say, yeah, because it, it got because it has grown to the point that it is, it has morphed into what it is as opposed to what it was before. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Because like I said, it, it used to be, you know, tradable in small volumes. And like, hey, look at me. I just bought a pizza with, you know, with my Bitcoin. And I just I just yeah. bought a little bit of drugs online with my Bitcoin. And I was like, well, man, that's, you know, the the uh, a friend of mine was he's uh caller to the show cosmo if you if if you've listened to the past shows and you've heard cosmo talk uh i was i was working with him the other day because he's he's uh attempting to uh, how do i put this audit his holdings right and and move some stuff around so he got himself a trezor um he wanted to test it like let's let's put a little bit on the trezor like all right let's go through the process let's put a little bit on the trezor and so he wanted to put like you know um 50 bucks or whatever, 40 bucks on the Trezor. And the transaction cost was like, you know, 450, the equivalent in Bitcoin. It was like, you know, 0.0005 Bitcoin transaction fee or whatever. Right. And he was only transferring like 0.0045, whatever. Right. And he was like, oh my God, that's ridiculous. That's, that's ridiculous. You know, that's, that's a 10% tax on my Bitcoin. I was like, well, because you're only transferring like 50 bucks, man. <laughs> like, like do some transfer, 50, you know, 5,000 bucks. And then it's like a 0.1% sales tax on your Bitcoin. It's a much better deal. The more, like the, the bigger the transaction, the, the lower the, the lower the fee is as a percentage, you know, he's like, no, 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 I'll bet. I'll bet if I transferred more, it'd be bigger. So we like, well, all right, let's go back and let's look at it and transfer more. And it's same fee. Right. That's the, the fee is what the fee is, man. And, you know, but he was getting he was getting all upset because it was like, you know, a five dollar transfer fee to just move 50 bucks. And I go, well, OK, you, you can be upset, but that, that's kind of on you for transferring such a small amount. But if you go going but it also amounts like that are prohibitive when you only want to buy like a five dollar cup of coffee. Right. Or, you know, forty dollars worth of gas or whatever it happens to be. Right. It goes like, well, that's kind of a lot now, you know. Like, like my old story, right? It was like, you know, um, a $40 fee to buy $100 worth of Bitcoin. I went, no way. That's ridiculous. That's 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 way too much of a markup. Maybe when I can buy, you know, maybe when I, that percentage isn't as high, you know, I'll go ahead and do it. And then, you know, I, I lost my opportunity. But neither here nor yeah. there. It's just, you know, the, the if you it's no longer the the small, the small tradable volumes, um, that it used to be, which is why other cryptos are fine, right? Like Bitcoin Cash is fine. And I was listening to another podcast um, who, ba- who who basically made the same point um, that I've been making, um, but he's got a bigger audience, so more power to him. Um, no props on this show, though. Um, no, I will. Sovereign Tech. I listen to Sovereign Tech. 
And he, his point was the, the same as mine. So I agree with him 100% is that there's nothing wrong with Bitcoin cash as a fork, right? There's nothing wrong with Bitcoin cash, um, you know, doing, doing what they're doing and saying that, you know, we're, we're the small volume tradable coins because our fees are lower and our, our transactions go through quicker. Um, the only problem with Bitcoin cash is their desire, uh, to usurp the name Bitcoin, right? Right. Like just let, let, let it. And to to change Bitcoin to Bitcoin Core or to Bitcoin Classic or whatever, um, even even to the point where here, just side note, um, you know, so like I said, we were trying to transfer some, uh, you know, playing around with the Trezor, and we're on Kraken, and Kraken doesn't even use like the BTC symbol for Bitcoin anymore. Hmm. Like, why the hell wouldn't they do that? Like, why why you know if 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 there was a reason you know, to, to get off of an exchange, um, it would be from like breaking with consensus on, on ticker symbols. Right. Like, why do that? Like I get out now, you know, like why? Cause they're obviously trying to manipulate something behind the scenes or, you know, in front of the scenes to manipulate users into thinking something is something else when it's not. Um, so just, you know, so if, if you're Bitcoin, you know, cash or, or Bitcoin gold or any of those things, Right. Just just be what you are and stop trying to usurp actual Bitcoin. Like there's, there's no Bitcoin core or Bitcoin classic. It's just Bitcoin. Right. Everything else is either so called something else or Bitcoin plus. Right. You don't you don't get to usurp the name. You're not the main chain. You're the fork. And there's nothing wrong with the fork. It's just, you know, when you when you try to, like, call the fork the main chain, um, I take issue with that, especially Right, this is uh, another point made on that show um, that again I agree with, especially if the main thing that you're you're forking away from has some negative value in your mind. Right, if the transaction fees are too high uh, in Bitcoin, uh, you know the main chain, the, the Bitcoin, Bitcoin, um, why would you want to associate yourself with that? Right, just be the fork and be different and be the thing that you want Bitcoin to be. And then people will naturally migrate over to you because if you're better, you win without stealing the name or usurping the name. MC? So Monero is going to have a fork pretty soon. Um, I'm not participating in it in any way. Um, what does that mean, not participating in it? Well, I mean, I'm not going to sell any of the forked coins or buy any or help people sell, sell theirs. Okay. Um, it's so the Monero fork. There's a big possibility it's a big scam. Um, so one of the ways that it would it would work is that you would make a a web wallet and you would tell people, oh, just put your Monero key, your private key, into the website and you'll get the the brand new forked coins. Of course, if that person running the website captures your key, they can use it to unload your real Monero that you have on a different website or, you know, on your, you know, normal wallet. So a lot of people don't understand that and they're going to try to, you know, get free, free tokens and they're going to lose the, the tokens that they, they owned prior to the fork. Okay. Now, what if, what if it's not, are, are there any, cause he did this with, uh, Cosmo did this with, the Ethereum Classic fork, 
that right. forked into like Callisto or whatever. And it, 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 it went off basically without a hitch. Like we double checked it, you know, he still got his, uh, his Ethereum classic and now he's got, you know, the, the equal amount of Callisto what to do sure, with it. Sure. Who knows? Um, but are there any, are there any Monero wallets that are le- legitimate wallets that will support, you know, what you're saying? Because for him, it was like, well, I've already got the Ethereum classic. Uh, now I just get free Callisto to do whatever I want with. Is there a reason to, is there a reason why that wouldn't be the similar thing to do with your Monero just to, sure. just to get it's, the fork? It's definitely, uh, possible to, to, to do that as long as the wallet that you're using is not malicious. Right. Um, and since none of the people on the official Monero uh, platform are are doing anything with the the alternate wallets, um, there's no way, or at least for me, I'm I I don't know code that well okay. to verify if it's if it's malicious or not. So there is there is a way to to get the coins and keep your your Monero safe, and that is before the fork. Send send your Monero to an, a new wallet, and then after the fork, send your Monero to another wallet, and then okay. the wallet that has the the you know forked coins on it during during the fork, uh, the, they'll still be there, and you can you can spend them without being afraid of right. anything. But you have to make sure that you're not putting in the same private keys that you normally use into any website or into any wallet. Uh, okay. Because they can be stolen that way. <laughs> okay. And for you, it's just too risky and too much of a hassle. It's, to it's go through that mostly process. it's yeah, it's mostly the risk, and there's okay. probably very little reward for it. Okay. Because he was also he was also asking about the Monero fork, and I went, I don't know, like it was planned, the plan date passed, right? It's not even a guarantee. It's just like you know a threat at this point, and so I didn't really know. I didn't really know how to respond to him because he does hold Monero and he'll, if and when it does fork, he'll probably want to do the same thing. So I will, next time I talk to him, I will pass along the information um, from UMC so that he's, you know, prepared, prepared for the worst. Um, right. Because, because it's funny, like, um, the side note again, because it's, this is funny for me. Um, so uh, my buddy Cosmo, caller Cosmo, um, has has trouble uh, with passwords for websites. Yeah. Right. Like every time we try to log in someplace, he you know he 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 uh, forgets his password. Can't find where he he you know it, it's okay to write your passwords down, people. So he's he's got like his you know his his secret stash of passwords that he'll reference, and he won't be able to find it in there. Or what he wrote down was different or wrong or whatever. And so we're, you know, we're trying to get him set and, you know, we're, we're trying to do the right thing, right? I, I'm helping him do the right thing. So we're, we get on all the exchanges and it's like, all right, we're going to set up two factor. I'm like, really? Like you have trouble with one factor, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even remember one factor. Now you want to like double, <laughs> double it up two factors to, to log in. He's like, man, you're right. Like sh- we shouldn't do this. I'm like, it's up to you, man. You know? We'll do whatever you want to do, but just remember, this is an extra step beyond what you already have difficulty doing. Um, but so so far so good, um, so far so good setting them up, and we'll we'll see how long that lasts. But like I said, you know, it's it, how how do you protect 
Oh yeah, here's another thing, right? This uh, with, with with Cosmo in, in general, and you know, private keys, right? So you know, we're, we're doing all this, uh, like I said, with the Trezor and whatnot, and he, you know, he says like. You know, I want to make sure that I can get into it, you know, again. And we got to, like, move some other stuff around and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, that's what the that's what the, the mnemonic phrases and the keys are for. Like, you know, you just, if you have that, you should be okay. You just you, you rebuild the wallet. And you should probably practice, you know, at this point, setting up a wallet, destroying the wallet, and restoring it from the keys, right? Like, do that a few times so you get comfortable, you know, with it. And he goes, well, he's got an IOTA wallet. And he was like, I can't get into my Iota wallet. I lost it. I go, well, how'd you lose it? He's like, the 12 words don't work. Oh, I, no. Well, how does, I don't, I don't know to tell you, man, because that's, that's how it works. The 12 words work and that's, that's how you get in. Um, so we're, we're setting up the, the Trezor and it's time to like, it's time to write down like the, 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 the 12 words or 16 or whatever it happens to be. Right. And, you know, he's, he's, despite, despite me helping him, Right. I understand the, the sensitivity of the issue. Right. So I got to like leave the room while he writes this down and then I can't see the paper. Right. You know, like, all right, whatever, dude. You know, I, 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 I understand your position. I'm a little hurt by the lack of trust, you know, for how long we've <laughs> known each other, you know, but I'll, but I'll leave the room. But I said, before I leave the room, right, here's what you should probably do. You know, get your wife into the room. Because you, you must, you have to trust her more than you trust me, right? And you guys should like write down the 12 words together and then cross-reference one another, you know, to make sure that you got it down correctly, you know, because who knows what happened with the last one. And so they go through the process and then she comes out of the room first and I go like, how'd it go? And she's like, hello, he misspelled three words. <laughs> 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 i'm like well that's probably what happened with his iota wallet man like it's probably <laughs> it probably wasn't even a, like an a, a you know a bad issue with the wallet he probably misspelled and so his you know so he tells me the same thing i you won't believe this i like I, i'll believe it i already i already know what happened you misspelled words and then his answer was well now i gotta go find my iota words and find which word i misspelled yeah <laughs> and and hopefully be able to like reduce it back down to that so yeah. you know it's 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 one of those safety issues, right? That just get out of out of control um, when when you're old, right? Just just give me the phone, <laughs> just give me the fucking phone, mom. Let me, I'll type it in for you. <laughs> but it's there, it's it's there, right? You know, so I when it comes to this Monero fork, I I'm probably not gonna be around. Like you know, physically around him when it goes down, but hopefully I'll set him up where he he can like get it done um, without without blowing it too much. Yeah, just and move, losing it. Just move the uh, the real Monero first into a fresh wallet before you try to access any coins on a different chain. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Yeah. But but remember what I just said about writing shit down wrong yeah. and forgetting and passwords and two factor. It, yeah. it might just not even be worth you know messing with. <laughs> you know, everybody right. wants free money, but that's, if you know, like I said, there's a really good possibility the people that are doing this are, are malicious and they just want to steal your your Monero. Yeah. So. And I I will give him the warning. See, that's the thing. Like that's that's the difference between me and the commies, right? I I will give you the warning, but I will let you choose. 
<laughs> this, this may or may not be a bad thing. You do what you want, but it, but, but be forewarned. Because, you know, as as scared as Cosmo is, and and he still wants to mess around with these things, you know, and I, and he and he's and he's taking it to a far far more complicated position than I even I have, right? Yeah. You know, I the way I do it is like I want to keep this as simple as possible so I don't screw it up. Like that's it. Like <laughs> Yeah. No. He, part part of his deal is he he like he subscribes to and listens to like internet crypto gurus. Yeah. yeah. Um like he was we were watching one video and then we, we closed the window and I didn't get to finish like the interview some some guy named Tika something or other. Um, and the guy like, you know, has a, a, a thousand percent return guarantee. Like, you oh, know, yeah. I'm like, I was like, is that, is that a real thing? You know, he's like, well, it, the, the language is kind of muddled, right? You have to, you have to buy when he says buy and sell at the top. And then if you don't do that, or if you do that and you don't get a thousand percent return, then you get one year of his services for free. And I go, so he, he doesn't give you a thousand percent return, but, but you want to listen to him for another year. <laughs> <laughs> and so so that's part that's part of where he like went off the rails early on right was we're like keep it simple get some coin chill out don't look at it for like you know five years and he found a whole bunch of internet gurus and then started trading you know yeah, for everything course. yeah it's it's really hard not to um as a trader it's really hard not to i find it very easy to not do any oh, of yeah. that See, and that's that's where you guys were similar, right? Because you know, prior prior to getting into crypto, um, both of you, right, you and Cosmo, um, traded regular stocks or, or whatever, right. you know, re- regular financial instruments. So when he so when he got into crypto, it was easy to go like, okay, this is my new stock thing that I'm going to do, right? And what 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 other trouble can I get into? Have you heard of Ripple Rich? It's the next big up and coming thing. It's like, how's your ripple holding them down like a bunch? Like, well, told you so. Yeah. Well, he at least he didn't get in uh, BitConnect and USI Tech. Fortunately, I, I I talked to M about that, and I think she lost a few grand on USI yeah. Tech. Yeah, not not a not a terrible loss, at least. Yeah. Um. But I asked her, I asked her because her, her friend who got into it, you know, like uh, when I, when I was uh, trading the Bitcoins, you know, he was, he was the one that came to me and said, no, no, this is for life, man. Not going anywhere. <laughs> if, if they have any trouble with Bitcoin, those guys are so smart. They'll oh, just yeah. jump into another altcoin. And as soon as I'm making like, you know, a thousand dollars a day or whatever, I'm just going to retire. So yeah, I was like, every, have you heard what everybody's going to do, right? Yeah. I was like, have you, have you heard from that guy recently? He's like, no, hasn't talked to me. I'm of course not. Cause you can't like, you know, those, those are like the, the zealot positions, right. Of people right. who like can't foresee the downside. Right. Um, and, and as far as Bitcoin is concerned, I have trouble. I'll admit that I have trouble seeing the downside. Um, and it's not because I don't want the. It's not because like I'm I'm so into it that I can't see, you know I'm I can't see the forest through the trees or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I just I want it to succeed for the same reasons you got into it in the first place, MC. As as an alternative to U.S. dollars, right? Because prior, like I said, prior to Bitcoin, 
I was a silver bug and I would have been a gold bug if I had more money, right? I, I, I've, I've been into like, you know, the alternatives to us dollar scene, um, for now over a decade, you know, and if, if I got in late in my life, you know, whatever, there was, there was nobody like me when I was your age, you know, telling me what, what I should be doing. And so I try to do that, um, for my younger friends as well. Like see the, see the alternatives, man, and, and use some of them to the best of your ability. Um, but so, but, but so I, I just, I see it for the same reason you did as an alternative to the U S dollar, because, there's there's nothing worse than a collapsing fiat currency that everyone sees as collapsing and there's nothing that every anyone's willing to do about it right you you, you look at the charts for the US dollar and it's like you know um for for over 100 years it's been devalued right significantly like right. In the, and in it's, the and it's only accelerating at this point so yes. they increased the spending this year they they're just about to sign it and they're not increasing taxes of course, even if they did increase taxes, they wouldn't collect more. Um, so they're they're in a position of, you know, well, the same position they've been in, and that's kicking the can down the road, and yeah. just seeing how long it lasts. And uh, maybe the trade war with China or other places will uh, accelerate the 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 end of the U.S. dollar. Um, there's there's lots of interest in in other countries trading and other things, yep. um, either gold or different currencies. And uh, you know, I'd I'd be surprised if China didn't become the you know some type of a um, deciding factor in, in what currencies are used. But I'm hoping they don't. I hope it's I hope it's just open. Um, I I hope that that uh, cryptocurrencies are just too hard to compete with. And, yes, and that becomes the standard. Um, and that's not to say that Bitcoin will be the only only one. Um, but what I am saying is that governments won't be the ones, the only ones creating uh, currencies for people to use. So, yeah, um, and that's what it'll have to be. Like it'll have to be either Bitcoin or a crypto that just gets to the point where it can't be stopped. Right. When when yeah. when the politicians start running in front of that parade, you know, and, and trying to say like, oh, no, we're, we're all about it. You know, bring bring us your crypto, you know, the, then then you could say like, well, it's kind of made it. But at the same time, maybe time to look at some other alternatives as well. Right. Because yeah. as an anarchist. Right. Part of my reason for wanting to use Bitcoin and crypto and everything else is because it's, it's anti-state or not. Maybe not anti-state, but altered alter state. Right. It's it's the the from an agorist perspective, um, it's the thing that competes with the state run currency. And I'm always about that. Right. Like I was talking. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this on the show, but I was talking to a coworker, you know, about Bitcoin. She's like, you know, well, you got into the Bitcoin, you know, to, to make the money. I'm like, no, I did not get into the Bitcoins to make the money. You know, and then I, I told like, the, you know, I said, you want to know the real reason why we started selling, you know, the Bitcoins and, you know, is because I had nothing better to do, and we read stories about people getting busted for selling bitcoins <laughs> on local bitcoins. <laughs> and I said, I want a piece of that action. You know, let's <laughs> right. I want I wanted to have some fun. You know, messing with the state and see if they would go. Like it wasn't. It was. It wasn't about you know making tons of money. 
And you remember, MC, when when we first started, I was just like, well, you know, if I if I can make a couple hundred bucks a week, you know, doing it, just yeah, it was all fun and games. It was, it, and it, it was all fun. <laughs> it was still all fun and games until the very end. The just the, it, the the frenzy escalated it to a point where I had to get a little bit serious about it. <laughs> right, like it was, oh, you know. Man. Like I, I remember, like my first, the first ad I posted, I just posted it was like forty five hundred bucks for some Bitcoin, and, and you know, Cosmo yelled at me. He's like, "You gotta, you gotta be more competitive." I'm like, "Dude, I'm just doing this on weekends, man. Like, I don't, you know, you buy for me, buy for somebody else. I don't care. I don't have time or the inclination <laughs> to like watch the market and set my price accordingly and do yeah. any of that. And then it dropped to like three thousand. And like my price stayed the same because like I don't really want to deal with people who were buying it through. Then it went up to like five thousand. He was like, "Oh, can I get some for forty five hundred now?" I'm like, "Nope," because now I got to get serious about it. Like you know, <laughs> fun and game times are over. <laughs> this is getting this is getting to the point where I if if I'm if I'm gonna do it, I got to take it more seriously than than just doing it on weekends. Uh, but it was all fun and games. It was it was never it has never been about the money, right for me. Right, I, I, for I, I think for you too, MC. Uh, feel free to correct me if I'm putting words into your mouth, but your your reason for getting into crypto wasn't necessarily to like hit it big, right? It was it was well, as an alternative to the Federal Reserve, and hitting it big was kind of like um, uh, uh, an unintended but uh, wonderful consequence. Yeah. Well, from my position, it, it was it was a bit of both, but it okay. was like okay. This this is an inevitable. It's kind of like you know John McAfee saying you know Bitcoin yeah. is going to hit a million dollars. You know, yeah. I was like, it's definitely like okay. I might have been wrong on the year, but I wasn't. You know, that was yeah. my thinking. Like, okay, I might I might have I might be off by a year, but sure. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely going to go up ten times at least uh, from from this point, and that and that was when it was at a thousand. Yeah, and. Uh, and uh so yeah and it, and it did double my minimum so i yeah anyway predictions aside um it was uh it was a bit of both cuz okay uh, i mean i used to be a trader for the stock market you know i worked my yeah. my day job but then i also traded on the stock market right and i had some really big ups and downs on that and uh i th- the thing was i was uh, i was a gambler on the on the stock market and i knew so i was dangerous. But it, the thing is, I knew I was a gambler, right? And that's that's the difference yeah. between me me and a lot of people. Um, a lot of people do good on the stock market, and they think they're the smartest thing ever, right? And 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 some of them are. Some of them are just good at it. And that's about you know ten percent of the people who trade. You know, win and ninety percent lose. Um, and so so a lot of people do good in the stock market. They think they're smart, and then they they lose it all. And and so I knew I was a gambler. I knew this wasn't like, uh, probably wasn't going to be the way. It could have been. I I did have two two really good picks uh, in the stock market uh, at the time that I got into Bitcoin. So if I didn't get into Bitcoin, I would have I would have invested heavily in AMD, which went from like two dollars to fourteen dollars or something. Nice. And so I would have been fine either way. But yes, I I definitely did want to. Uh, make make a living off of uh trading um but when i had the opportunity to uh be not not just a gambler but an investor in cryptocurrencies then that's that's really 
uh, what kind of changed me. So I'm not, I'm not so much a trader anymore as I am, uh, an investor in, okay. in, in the crypto. Like I, I, after, after I bought the, the crypto, I was like, you know, this is, um, this is, this is a long-term thing. This is something that I want to hold on to. It's not something, uh, I'm doing to get us dollars anymore. Cause, uh, I value this more. Yeah. Um, and, and the stocks, it's not like that for me. It's like, do I really want to hold on to uh, pieces of paper with AMD written on it? You know, the microprocessors, you know, no, I don't, you know, I don't really care. I don't have any, you know, there's no vested interest. Yeah. No interest in, in holding on to something like that. Um, and, and nothing against that. I mean, that's just part of the way the, the, the current system works. I mean, if you, if you're holding on to little pieces of paper with Apple written on it for a really long time, you're, you know, you're, you're <laughs> doing all right too. Um, so for now, yeah, I, I think they'll, they, they have enough cash to, uh, weather any kind of storm. Um, but That's true. yeah, they, they do some weird things too. Like when they bought beats headphones for like $6 billion or something. I'm like, why? Yep. Yeah. Like it just <laughs> makes no sense at all. Uh, but you know, um, they, they they probably had some uh, behind the scenes reason for doing that, and uh, you know whatever they can come up with is is, uh, is you know as long as it's not not pointing a gun at me, I don't really care. Because you know? it because it aligned with the Apple Music push. See, and that, that, I think that's a good point right there. Right with with or, with corporations and organizations like that, as long as they're not you know doing anything to hurt and to harm you, um, so be it. Right, let them go. Um, I think the other big one, you know, uh, Facebook, everyone, there's like an exodus from Facebook right now, <laughs> which probably a good thing. We're going to stay there because uh, I don't well, really, I use it more I, often than I use Twitter. I would like to see an alternative that really competes with Facebook. So far, there hasn't been anything. Yeah. Uh, but I would like, you know, a, two or at least three like major uh uh, organizations and F Facebook does a lot of things like Twitter doesn't do. So, you know, maybe Twitter will pick up some, of uh, some of their ideas and, uh, yeah. and we'll have at least two, but I don't, I don't use Twitter myself. Um, I but, find it kind of clunky, but, but even, even Twitter, Twitter leans left, man, too many, too many right, right leaning individuals have been booted off the platform, right? right. There's no, there's no, there's no neutral ground. Um, you know, to to operate in. So, so the challenge would be coming up with a decentralized system that is also good, and yes. you know, it's kind of similar to to Linux. You know, because diaspora sucks. <laughs> well, it's kind of similar to Linux, and 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 I, I use a couple versions of Linux, but it's just not nearly as easy, convenient to use as either Apple operating system or uh, Windows. Um, yes. So, unless you're talking yeah. to a Linux guy, then he goes like, "No, no, it's just as good as Windows. Just install it, and then nothing works." Yeah, go, dude, I thought <laughs> you said it was just as good. It's like, no, 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 you just got to open up the command line and sudo hyphen alt something, and oh, okay, dude. Like, yeah, so you, you lost one, like you lost me, and you lost almost everybody else. So one time I tried to install uh, Ubuntu on on a new computer I built. My new computer had a, a solid state drive in it. Okay. So, you know, pretty pretty fast hard drive. Well, the hard drive was too fast. And so it it wouldn't load because the hard drive finished 
doing all the, its processing before the operating system was you know ready for it and so it would just it would just hang it's like interesting yeah <laughs> like how do you fix this i don't like and of course you know i, I spent 12 hours trying to figure it out and i eventually found it out and fixed it but you know that's it's not it wasn't a reasonable use of my time <laughs> yeah and that, and it doesn't just stop there i mean it happens all the time with you know various uh hardware that you might want to install or yep. or even the software itself i had another time where the the system said you're you're out of memory like how can i be out of memory like i've got you know so many gigs of a hard drive space you know like 250 or something like that right yep and it it, it only allocated a certain amount for the operating system and then for some reason it downloaded like all the updates for the operating system and put them on the same partition. And then it filled it up so much that it didn't have enough room to move around everything so that it could update. So it was just stuck. Like <laughs> it can't do anything because I don't have any more memory and I can't, can't delete anything because it's constantly trying to update. And <laughs> yeah, see that could, that could also be a problem with windows too, though. Like win windows balloons, <laughs> a hard drive size. Like I, I have I have a couple of like smaller lightweight computers. Like I have an old netbook, and oddly enough, my netbook is like triboot, right? I've got like um, I've got Windows on there. I've also got um, like uh, Ubuntu like sixteen point something or other, um, just for the bootloader. But it's right. it's also too heavyweight for the the netbook. So I've got like um, Ubuntu like fourteen, which is like perfect. Like everything runs smooth because it's like a lightweight version of it, right? But but when I installed that one, right, it 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 destroyed every other partition on the hard drive. Yeah. So I had to I had to install like sixteen, then Windows, then like then the four, then fourteen, and then boot from fourteen first. And I, nonsense. Yeah, and and it probably took you a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, it, like at least couple 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 hours over the course of a couple of days. Um, All right. but, but I've also got like, uh, uh, a, a, you know, one of those lightweight, not netbooks, but smaller, smaller computers with only like a 32 gig hard drive, um, solid state, but you know, attached to the memory that I just basically use like for travel. Um, but even that one, there's not a lot of usable space because of all the windows updates. It just like, it overtakes it and eventually I have to like wipe it, reinstall from scratch and, you know, hopefully it fits. Would you like to mention the headlines for today? And uh, I don't know if we have time to get into any of them, but uh, no, because we're you know, up to you. Time. No, because I, I well, just uh, just read them. I'll read them. headlines. headlines. Uh, state and local incomes, sales, and property taxes all hit records in 2017. Uh, headline: Is anarcho-capitalism possible? Headline: uh, Why? M what's my alternative to big government? And how about giving freedom a chance? Uh, headline, woman fined $100,000, face potential jail time just for braiding hair. And finally, headline, cops cleared in murder of 16-year-old girl and unborn baby after giving $10,000 to district attorney. That was it. All right. Well, I think we had enough for today. So if you like any of those headlines and you want us to discuss it on the show, just send us a note uh, on our Facebook page or at our website, uh, our website, anarchistexperience.com, facebook.com slash anarchistexperience. Um, if you want to, if you want us to read those headlines, like full story and flush them out uh, and get your thoughts on them, let us know in the groups page, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchistexperience. 
Uh, and if you want to uh, contribute to the show financially, we do that through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Final thoughts, MC. Oh, thanks. Have a nice day. <laughs> All right. Peace.